RadioNext.tv. We are live on the Cool Groove site here. Uh, first of all, let me give some birthday wishes out to my brother, Dr. Mark Echo. He will not be in studio today, but the Comenius Institute Warp and Wolf Radio Show will continue. And man, I am so honored today to have in studio Pastor Brian Hudson. And uh, not only is he Pastor Brian Hudson, he is my cousin, but this man, has you have a who's who list uh, behind your name. Pastor, uh, Principal Advision Communications, uh, Masters from Indiana University, Bachelors of Arts and Science from IU, Ball State photographer, uh, and a very well thought out individual. What's happening, man? Well, thank you, Harold. I'm blessed to be here. Honored to stand in for our friend, Dr. Echo, and looking forward to a great program and honoring him and and uh, you know, sharing good news and truth. Absolutely, and uh, this is a very, very interesting uh, topic today that we're going to be discussing, the impact of media on youth and on popular culture. Um, and you're going to find some things out today that you know, some you might not know, uh, but what we want to do is just kind of open the mind up a little bit to what is media and how does it affect the lives that we live. Uh, it has more influence than you might imagine, and as you said earlier, because uh, cotton candy's okay, but... Too much of it is <laughs> it's not healthy. It's not so what we're going to do, as we always do, we're going to take one song out. We're going to come back, and then we're going right into the conversation, the impact of media on youth and on popular culture. You're listening to Comenius Institute, Warp and Wolf Radio, on the Cool Groove site. Tell somebody to tell somebody. We're going to get in. RadioNext.tv, we are live here at the RadioNext.tv studio. Brian Hudson, Pastor Brian Hudson, New Covenant Church, had a great summer camp again, media camp. Um, and that, before we get into the subject matter, tell me a little bit about uh, the media camp that you've been doing for the last 20 years, and that'll take us right into this conversation, sir. This was our 19th year of this program, and it began in the year 2000 with me just having a thought about why is there such negative impact of media on young people? And that was a complaint. And God's answer was to me, well, what you going to do about that? <laughs> you know, complaining is easy. And so we actually decided to, to start a program to empower youth with media arts. And I found about a grant opportunity from Lilly Endowment. And we applied for a small grant and got it in the very first attempt. That which is, which very is nothing but God. Yes, sir. And so from that time till this last June, they support us every year. We had t 31 youth this year in the program, which is the right number for us. We keep it small by design. We taught youth and empowered them in areas of photography, video production, digital music, and 3D and graphic design. And this year knew we had 3D design and printing. They the, designed the, the and actual world. Well, now you can see it on the screen and it can print, print it out. out what you yes, just sir. put on the screen. And that is so impactful. I had the, the opportunity to... Uh, bit of graduation, almost uh, different different subject matter, same vein, urban farming. And I was watching how th these kids watching the seed go in the ground and then coming out and producing this, this fruit or yes. this crop. It's You can't change it. So the same thing goes when you see the image on the screen and now you're watching it develop it. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's when, powerful. when youth are involved with the design <laughs> and development and, and deployment and creation of something, and they can look at that thing that was first in their mind, then on the screen, now in your hand. And that's like a microcosm of what life can be for you. You can envision it, you can design it with the help of others, and you can live it. And I think what's so special about this subject matter today is, uh, is media. And we start uh, going inside what is media. 
uh, it'll kind of surprise you because we just don't we don't think that all this stuff that we see every day that's impacting our thoughts and our feelings and our and our mindset is is based off of media. It is. And it is. Uh, you were an artist, profound artist, drawing artist uh, when we were younger. I mean, you, you used to draw stuff and it used to just blow us away because, you know, you when you're not living in the artist's mind, it's hard to conceive that someone can take this thought and transpose it into to print. Right. Uh, when did the development of you going now into uh, digital media and, and the new mediums, I guess it's just keeping up with the technology of the time, or what made you go this direction? I know God spoke, but your interest in this. Good question. Uh, first, I want to say that the Media Camp website is visionmultimedia.org. They can go see the work of the youth, all right, visionmultimedia.org. To your question, I was a visual artist. I drew with, you know, traditional paints and pen and, and color. And uh, the re what changed me was going to art school, John Heron Art School, and recognizing that visual art, while it was a great way to express yourself, it wasn't a very good way to make money. <laughs> you know, so as an as a 18-year-old person, I'm trying to find my way through life. And I never made any money off my art. Now, the truth is that I didn't understand. I wasn't mentored properly. Yes, I could have made a living doing visual art. Mm -hmm. But in those days, in that time, I had no one mentoring me. So I basically switched from visual art to graphic design. And in, and in John Heron Art School, I was involved with visual communications and did very well in that program. Um, and so I understood how to take my artistic abilities and transfer those. And back then, there was no computers back then. It was still right. all by hand. But I could see how we could produce logos and graphics and flyers and posters. And, and so I could make it more marketable. I wish I really had had a mentor to help me stay in the visual art realm because it's a very important area. Uh, but yet, I became more of a digital media artist. Now, once um, once computers came along, all those same skills I gained then transferred into a digital format. So, for example, what I had back in the old days, I had T-square. I had these things called rapidograph pens with pens with ink in them and uh, rulers and, and all that. That all went to digital form on the computer. So, really, the same skills have have continued to you know empower what I do in that part of my life, but I do kind of miss the visual part, the, the, the grind. visual art. Yeah, because that is more of a grind, and, and what I talk to these young musicians about today, it's okay to be able to create beats, but to know music and then to be able to create beats. Now you've got, you got you know, dynamite in a jar now uh, because you have the technological skills and you have the knowledge of what music really is to make that happen. Uh, and that leads us to today, and we're talking about uh, the impact on media, uh, on youth and popular culture. Uh, give me an overview of what, what that means. When we say media, that is an unfortunate word because it kind of is a catch-all phrase, whether it's, we think media is Facebook. We have one big pot. In that pot, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have, you know, the television, we have the movies, we have the music, radio stations, we have our program here today. And yet media may, may be in a big pot, but in the pot are elements and ingredients. So, but the root meaning of the word media is simply this. The word media is from the word medium. A medium is a, um, a mode of of communication, a single mode of communication, a medium, for example, the radio waves are a medium that carry, uh, you know, our signal out to people or internet. 
we have mediums such as hard drive is a medium on which to store content and so forth. So then the media is a plural term, actually. The proper term really would be the media are, not the media is, <laughs> okay. okay? But we say media is because it's one, one term for everything. Yeah. But, but media should be thought of in different lights. There is social media. There is broadcast media. Entertainment There is print media. media. Right. There is, right, entertainment media. And we should think of those separately because they have separate functions in our lives. And so with that question being asked, and we're talking about how does it affect our youth. And, I mean, this, we can go on and on and on from the Game Boys to uh, handheld smartphones to whatever. Um, how is it impacting our youth, uh, uh, pro and con, I guess? Well, the impact ask. is great. I'm glad you said pro and con because we shouldn't think of media as always something negative. It's actually media is what we call amoral. You know, it's not immoral. It's not moral. It's amoral. What you do with it is going to make it good or bad. Uh, so here's a, I did some research. Look at the Pew Research Institution from 2015. These are old, uh, old, old data, but still it's probably still current and even more so today. For example, it says here that 92% of teens report going online daily. Include 24% who say they go online almost constantly. That means a quarter of our kids are just toned out. Always. They just zoned out. In fact, when you came and spoke for a media camp, there's probably somebody online right Oh, they there. were online, yeah. Now, we tell them not to be, you know, distracted. My point is that here you are. We have guest speakers coming in, people like you, who have expertise and wisdom to share to change their life. And they got this thing in the ear, right? So now, that's all youth. Black youth, African-American youth, are even more distracted, if you will, by media. And they're online. 85% uh, what's the number here? The number for them is, I don't see the online number, 19% online. No, here it is. 34% online constantly. constantly. That means all day. This so is more, their life. more black kids are online constantly than white kids. Others, And, and we can at least afford be online <laughs> and there's the problem you know we, we, we're not laughing at us we laughing with us because yes, this is sir. powerful stuff yes and when we talk about more of our kids being online uh we can go on further in this report and look at the financial differences of the people online and the people that are not and make a kind of direct comparison to people online are broke well, I, I mean, you know, yeah. basically, and it looks like the African-Americans had to, we got more phones than anybody and less money than anybody. Well, here's my issue is, and the whole camp began this way, they're online consuming. They're consuming something. And the whole basis of my media camp and my program is, let's teach you how to become a producer, not just a consumer. And that consumer mentality of taking everything in, Going, buying the products, not investing in yourself and your own education and, and improvement. So then, you know, yeah, they, they being online itself isn't, isn't wrong. It's what, what are, are you doing when you're doing online? online? And if we're, you know, have a headphone in our ear when somebody like you is speaking, <laughs> then we're actually missing the reason that we came to this whole program. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think our role as adults, uh, not to complain and fuss, but to say, let me show you a better way. Let me show you how to harness this media and to make it useful for your own life. Now, now we always stick, uh, you know, Mark and I, you know, we are not afraid to uh, 
you know, confess that we're Christians on this broadcast, and that's kind of where we stick from, and that's what Cominius Institute is all about, making sure that the young people going away from home for the first time has some type of value yes. uh, a resource center. And so, so why should, as Christians, this matter to us? Um, I know why it should matter, but yeah. I would rather hear the man. Well, I'll give you a scripture. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. That's, I'm one a, that's almost yeah. dropped that's just, the mic. That's just one scripture, right. <laughs> so guard your heart. Yeah. For everything you do flows out of it. So our heart is shaped by what comes into our eye gate, ear gate, obviously our thinking. What we, what we consume, what we receive is the, the basis of what we become. If you put gas in a car, it should drive. If you put water in it, it won't. It won't. And so basically, if you take in a lot of negative things, if you take in things that can be harmful to your psyche, that media is not good for you. Correct. So the bottom line is, you know, see yourself as someone valuable enough, made by God, created by God with purpose and treat yourself accordingly, you know, and and, and, and expose yourself to uh, the types of media and messages that help you. Now, of course, it's also, you know, God allows for leisure and fun and activities. We, are, you know, we understand that. But we also know that uh, education, for example, curriculum is a form of media. Of course, the Bible is the most significant form of media. And, and people wouldn't even think that. And, and it's, you know, it's the media that people should probably be into the most and, and not. And that's that's kind of scary when we think that's correct. Yeah, we see media as Facebook, Instagram. No, media is anything that we can use to learn from that has content that we can read or hear or receive. And so, yes, the Bible, uh, both book Bibles, the Bible and my iPad. These are all forms of media. Getting ready to take a break. And, you know, my crazy thinking stuff. I'm wondering, what was the media form to get the people at the mount the sermon on the mount i mean think of it no facebook no texting no phones no telegraph no nothing and we have what about over three thousand people they say well i'll tell you something more than that the bible says in the book of acts in the space of two years all the region heard the word yeah after the church was launched in two years they all heard without television Think about that, media lovers. <laughs> We're going to come right back. Brian Nuts and Harold Bell in here for Mark Echo. This is Warping Wolf Radio on the Cool Groove site. RadioNext.tv on the Cool Groove site. Warping Wolf Radio, Cominius Institute. And let me tell you a little bit about Cominius Institute and Dr. Mark Echo, the great work that he's doing down on the IUPUI campus. Uh, 30 of these different organizations around the country uh, where incoming freshmen, especially those incoming freshmen, and Dr. Mark has some very uh, very interesting statistics on uh, 70% of young people who might have had a faith-based life when they go away for the first time. Pastor, you know this. <laughs> they, man, the world is tempting, and uh, these young people lose their way. So what Comenius has done is said, we're going to have a hub, a, a, a place of support center where those people who are still curious, those people who want to know, people who want to come and say, hey, I, I have some questions about life, using the principles of Proverbs to make sure that these young people have some type of safety net, some type of uh, resonance of Christ in their life, and then hopefully they won't stray too far away, and they'll come back. And uh, Scripture says that. <laughs> if you teach what them well, uh, they might wander off. 
but they will come back. Will come and back. that's the great works of uh, what's happening down at Comenius Institute. And uh, Warping Wolf Radio is, is just honored uh, to be representing all those great people. And we are back today, and uh, Pastor Hudson and I are talking about how the media has a direct impact on our youth and how it has an impact on the popular culture. And, and we were talking off break, um, and, and we've got a lot of questions and a lot of data, but sometimes the flow is better than the, than the, than the script. Um, in, the, in the Christian lifestyle today, how much role would you say um, the, the media that we're being influenced by uh, affect, I don't know if affect would be, uh, proper terminology, but how does it influence the Christian lifestyle today? Well, it's pervasive, and I would even cite a statistic from uh, Dr. Echols' uh, ministry. You know, we produced a video for Comenius, mm -hmm. and I looked at it just now, and it says that 75% of Christian young people may leave the church yeah. uh, when, they go off, when they go off to college. And that's attributable to the media, what they're consuming, what they have consumed both before leaving home to go to college. And at college, college is one big, gigantic <laughs> media. Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, not always. But, you know, but, I mean, point is, curriculum is media. Yeah. And all their encounters at college are media-based. Are trying to influence them. And so that's why we need to have, then, our own strategy where that we're using media to help train them and, moreover, as our discussion has already revealed, to turn their mind around from just consuming to becoming critical thinkers and producers of positive content and media. Now, to your larger question, yeah, the impact, the impact of media, uh, all form media on our society is, is, is pervasive. For example, I read um, this article from uh, Psychology Today, and it says this, that media exposure affects brain development on a foundational level. <laughs> Say that one more time, please. Media exposure affects brain development on a foundational level. Now, brain development is most critical when people are young, children, because the brain is forming these synapses and pathways and learning occurs that way. And what, and what a child is receiving into their brain at that stage is forming the pathways in their physical brain. That's pretty strong, isn't it? That's, that's real strong. That's why we, we have positive programs like we, we had Sesame Street, we have Christian program, we have prayer, we have. But then also if kids are sitting down, like my wife's a public school teacher. My wife is a public school teacher, 35 years in IPS. Congratulations Marvelous on that. master level teacher. And, but she, we talk often about what she encounters with five-year-olds coming into her classroom and what she has to start out with, what she's starting with in terms of brain development from children from zero to, you know, to, to five who are now coming into school to experience curriculum media. And they're not even ready to handle being in the room with someone other than their aunt or their grandmother. That's right. So Now, some children come in knowing colors, knowing shapes already. Some do not. They know the latest song. They know all the who got shot on the video. How, who scored what last yes. night in the game. So media, I mean, to your question, it's a very big answer. You know? mm -hmm. and, but, yeah, brain development actually is one of the byproducts of how we're exposed to media. For example, you know, our mothers were both musicians, 
lovers of music. They expose us to good music. Remember this? I'll As children, man, you know. Absolutely. My mother sat me down. We listened to symphony. <laughs> I'm talking about symphony, Doc. Symphony. And she was a, a pianist like uh -huh. that. And we listened to, to, to the high-end jazz and all that. And so that gave me a good vibe <laughs> as a young man. My point is, but what if children are experiencing the exact opposite? opposite. And all they're hearing is 187 on the undercover cop. And all they're hearing is the B is, you know, do this and do that. And then that's the development and that's the mindset of that child. One of my wife's children, I'm talking about kindergarten, like, like Alan Iverson. We're talking about kindergarten. We're talking about kindergarten, man. A child, they were working on something. And the child got frustrated and said, <laughs> said D. The kid, the kindergarten kid said D. And seriously, like it was like normal. Said it like normal. Now, wh why would a child respond to a frustration with a curse word? Because I've been seeing this over and over That's and over That's what the brain's been developed. The brain has been taught by that. what I'm watching, the culture I yeah. live in. This, and this, is is what what media, you, this is what you do when you're mad. This is what media is doing is and that's all it is and parent i say media media you know by itself isn't it's what we allow mm -hmm. right uh so my point is yeah but answering your question yes this is an obvious answer but i think that we don't think about it as if it was obvious mm -hmm. because the way that we're responding seems to indicate that we're not serious about helping our young people develop properly and develop in a positive manner and, and it's almost you know and, and i'm a i'm a uh, to the day i die i'm thinking for the betterment of change but it's almost like pandora's out the box now how do we how do we get any kind of uh resemblance of of okay let's let's take this thing and start these young people early understanding teaching them through it so the mind is developed properly because like you say by the time and, and we were talking about this the other day by the time we get these young people and their minds are developed like this and they start becoming 15 16 years old and they're strong like men but then have that mindset of and then the questions always asked what's wrong with our young people and i'm sitting up there just looking like really you, do you have to ask really i mean because because up to now all that's been put in there is negativity all that's been put in there is ratchetness all that's been put in there is uh responding angry when something happens and and so when you're used to that know that when you're 15 to 16 years old now yeah. it's it's too late so the people who didn't help are asking the problem or asking what's the problem mm -hmm. same Those people who don't vote are the ones talking about the political system so we got that yeah all so as, as frederick douglas said you degrade us and ask us why we are degraded now so youth can ask that question don't degrade us you haven't helped us why now, now we that? try to, and, and I told you, we try to always have some type of solution in this segment right here. Mark always wants to know um, how we as Christians can take a stand against maybe, I guess, what we're talking about is some corrupt media, especially for our loved ones and the people that um, it's influencing most. Well, let's go there. First, the scripture, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every disobedience in ourselves once your obedience is complete. Now, it's never too late. And this is where the power of God comes in and the salvation we have through Christ and being new, uh, becoming new creations in Christ. Old things pass away. 
all things become new. That's the ultimate answer. But on the way there is this concept where we demolish arguments in ourselves. For example, um, if, if, if my mind or someone around me tries to say, you know, God really is not the creator. It's just evolution. Uh, no, don't, <laughs> let that, don't let that get in your mind because right. that, that argument demolished that, okay? And, and, and every pretension that sets itself up against God's knowledge. So let's not be so crazy as to think that we're now smarter than God, okay? We're, no, we're not. We never have been, never will be. And so that we want to, the part of the solution is, we want to work with ourselves, work with our children, and help them become clear in their thinking. As it says here, uh, take every thought captive. Don't let thoughts just That's the wander. epitome of critical Don't thinking. Don't let thoughts just run out. Don't say, that. the Bible says, the Bible says, it's a fool who says everything that's on his mind. So, people say, I, you know, I'm giving peace of my mind. No, keep that peace. Yeah, right so there. you might want to keep that. Keep that peace. So then, so text here says, and we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So talk about ourselves, taking responsibility for ourselves, mm -hmm. teaching children you're responsible for what you say, for what you think. Now, we all get attacked with bad thoughts, but when bad thoughts come, take it captive. Take charge of it. Because obviously we know this, you know, as a man thinks, so is he. And we don't deal with our thinking and then let the media inform good thinking. Let the media, good media, uh, inculcate positive learning. Then our thinking is not going to be changed, but and, think, but and, we and can't that, change. And that leads to that train wreck that you and I were talking about earlier, how the outside influences can now manifest itself into a real illness. And so let's take for granted you wake up in the morning and you don't capture all the negative thoughts. One bad thing has somebody cuts in front of you in your car. And you take that bad thought and you let it manifest right. itself. Then you get to work and you walk in and nobody opens the door for you and it's raining. And then you let that manifest itself. By the time your day gets down and you keep letting all these things manifest themselves, now you've got, you've got a reaction going to what you didn't like take in, gather it, get rid of it. Take so in, true. think about how much, how important was it when somebody stopped in front of you? You didn't get in a wreck. Nothing right. really happened. So let it go. It's kind of what you're saying. And we don't Absolutely. do that. We just, we just let it, we just let things pile on top of, pile on top of, pile on top of, and then wonder why I'm in a bad mood. And that's the difference between maturity and immaturity. Yeah. Is how we're thinking. Yeah. How we're thinking, how we train ourselves to think, how we, how we respond and not just react to stuff. Now, response is important and the response may be strong. But it's a reason response. It's a thoughtful response. And uh, for a lack of that, we have violence. You know, violence often comes out of I me. Mean, I, I do prison ministry. So, guy, and the guys in prison do not look different than the guys out here. Right. We all look the same. Two minutes, one minute worth of anger. Ten seconds worth of anger. Yes, Losing sir. your cool can take you there. That's right. Uh, and, and that's what we have to be on guard for. And that's, that's when you talk about being alert at all times. That's, the, mind ready that's at all extreme time. consequence. Of course, in, of course in people sometimes become, well, get killed. Things happen mm -hmm. over not thinking. Mm -hmm. Just not thinking or thinking. I should not. That I, 
thinking wrongly. Everyone thinks. Yeah. But not capturing these thoughts, not making thoughts obedient to Christ, not taking charge of our own lives, and then not letting negative media kind of fuel the wrong attitude. Now, now, uh, as we close this segment on movies, you know, Mark is a movie buff. And you, a movie watcher yourself, I don't go as much as most people, but what type of movies um, are out there right now to help us better understand the impact that media um, has on our culture and on our young people, if you could give me two or three? Actually, I couldn't speak much to right now. I'm like you. I don't go to many movies. Last one, the last movie I saw was Spider Man. Okay, so I got to find some spiritual meaning in that. I haven't figured out yet. But, but we were talking. Uh, no, we yeah. were talking about Russell Crowe's movie. Uh, oh, Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind. That's an old movie. Yeah. Yeah. Now that film is a good example of how a brilliant mind can also become a troubled mind, and really it, it speaks to this fact to me, uh, Harold, that a lot of people I encounter in prison and prison ministry and in life who are in trouble are not always dumb people, we say. They are very highly intelligent people. And I believe that people who have high intelligence and high motivation are even more at risk to be in trouble. So this uh, this professor, um, what's his name in the movie? I forget the character's name. Uh, well, Russell Crowe, but the actual character he played, oh, I forget now, but the, a brilliant mathematician. But yet his mind, though it was brilliant, he had mental illness and went untreated. And that also says to us that everyone needs help. Everyone needs to pay attention to tendencies and not try to help yourself, or we talked about earlier, self-medicate or self-diagnose. So that movie, Beautiful Mind, to me is a, a picture of many things, but mostly how even a brilliant mind is still subject to having difficulty. And what we're talking about today, people, is the impact the media has on not only our youth, but us as well. And if we're not careful, what I'm hearing in this segment, if we're not on guard at all time, media is going to eat you up, is what we're saying, because it's out there everywhere from the time you walk into the grocery store to the time, like you said, even the Bible is media. So we have to be aware of all the things that we're taking in, what our psyche's taking in, and that is the impact that we're talking about today. We'll be right back. Brian Hudson, Harold H.B. Bell, sitting in for Mark Echo. We are Warping Wolf Radio. RadioNext.tv. We are live here in the Cool Groove site. Brian Hudson, pastor of New Covenant Church, uh, photographer, uh, vision communications, just doing some great things in the community, impacting the lives of young folks. And uh, really, I love it because uh, he is one of the, <laughs> tell you, when you talking about, I, I call him a firm Christian because <laughs> ain't no play to this brother here. You know what I mean? They, you, you're going to get some knowledge when you come in this door. So you need to have your scuba diving kit on because you're going deep when you talk to Brian Hudson. It's not just an ordinary conversation. Uh, but we want to make sure that you are aware of all the things taking place here um, at Radio Next TV and on Cool Groove Radio and today uh, we are talking about the impact of media on youth and popular culture and that last segment was pretty you know it got off a little track because you know I'm this is like you say this subject is so broad it is so broad um, and if we don't address it and we're not aware of what we're being influenced by then we're, we're walking around just like zombies almost um, and anything that comes on television and that, that scenario I was using I guess I was trying to build up to if you have four or five things go wrong all day you let them manifest 
then you get home and you watch the news and um, the first thing on the news is going to be something of tragedy they're not doing good news it's going to be something to make you angry now you're perpetuating that some more um, we don't even know it we don't, we don't even understand that this is part of our problem as we deal in, in a society we don't even understand the, the media is influencing pretty much all the actions that go down the anger and the fear that you were talking about. That's so true. It's based upon what people are consuming, what they're looking at, what they're reading, what they're watching. Now, truth be told, it's not the media only. It's how, what we do with it, mm -hmm. what we, how we respond to, what we are hearing and seeing. Uh, but there's no doubt that exposure to a lot of, for example, violent-type media, it's already been shown over and over again that if we you know, participate in lots of uh, violent videos and video games, it don't guarantee a person is going to become a criminal, but it does desensitize a person to the plight of violence. Another issue, too, Harold, is this. This is really a cutting edge. It's something called virtual reality and augmented reality. Explain Those, the difference. All right. Virtual reality is you put the goggles on and you're immersed in a, an environment. Matter of fact, I did a demonstration, IEPUI. I'm working with Freetown Village. They have, they're working on a virtual experience for their museum, which is a good use of it. I love it. Now, check this out. This, is, this will blow your mind. It, it amazed me. And so we were in this room. I had these goggles on. And I'm walking around this room, and I'm walking in an environment that I'm looking at. That's called virtual reality. Virtual is it's all around me. And I came to a cliff. <laughs> And I refuse to step <laughs> off of it. I'm not going. I refuse to step <laughs> off of it. I just wouldn't do it. Even though it was a step on the floor I was standing on, in my mind, I was there, and I refused to take the next step. Now, augmented reality is where you're wearing glasses, but you still see your world. And it's inserting objects in, in your world. In your world. So I'm looking at you, for example, and then it's telling me your name, your age, your height, all right? Or I'm outdoors, I'm driving, and it's Bird. telling me to turn left, <laughs> turn right. Yeah. Or I see the, the advertisement <laughs> that's not really there. Hardy's. Um, Hardy's. <laughs> now this, before you know it, you're yeah. pulling up at Hardy's. Now, now this, is not, this is not science fiction. This is happening. This is real stuff. It, it has become small enough to be practical. Now, the good use is a surgeon, a skilled surgeon could look at your body with, these, with, with technology and know what he's looking at from around the world, halfway around the world. He could yeah. see, uh, or, you know, the pilot could use it to navigate the airplane. So there's some good uses. For it. The point is, but the immersive part is such that you can go into a virtual world and as far as Again, brain development. Now, for an older person, less impactful. But for a younger person, the younger the person is, the more impactful media is. And virtual reality, there is nothing more impactful on the brain. Like I said, I'm, I'm a grown man. And, and didn't I wouldn't step. Take, I, yeah. wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't take. No, I, wouldn't, I could have done it. I just... I, I was. I've been in it for ten minutes, and ten minutes was long enough to make me think. I'm really I'm on here. a cliff. Yeah, and, and that leads the me sensation because we're both boomers. We're both boomers, right. and that and that's uh, one of the questions that I had posed for you. 
as far as being impacting on our popular culture. Um, uh, I see a great divide out here, Brian, where uh, a lot of people our age, and I'm not nearly as advanced as you, but to some people they think I'm a wizard on the computer, and I'm laughing at them thinking, you just don't know I'm on training wheels right now dealing in this world, but they have no clue. And in this world that we're living in now, the, the, the way the world has changed and the tools of technology now uh, are instant response. Uh, how do you manufacture what you're going to see, so to, so to speak? We have so many that aren't participating in this game. What's that going to do being able to impact young folks if you don't know the influence that it has or, or the dynamic that it has on developing, as you mentioned, our young people's minds. I mean, and we've got to get older folks understanding how to use this, these tools today. So true. Well, first, from the standpoint of older people not knowing how to use it, they become out of touch with what is being used today and you know, how to get things done. For example, I've had friends who said, I'm not going to text. you got to call me. Yeah. I'm not calling you, you know. I mean, it's just <laughs> calling's outdated, <laughs> bro. Saying? You know, if you want all the people that said I'm not gonna text are texting. Now you're coming on in there, come on in, but come in with understanding, come in with purpose. I um, use an analogy of I've never done this before, but people who will go out and, and, and capture wild horses, and they get a horse, and now the horse is wild, but you need him, but he's wild. What do you gotta do? You got to break him. You've got to ride him. You've got to get on that horse. You've got to learn how the horse operates and, you know, come into a relationship of some kind and, 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 and let that horse help you. Here, here's some hay. <laughs> do what you got to do. I need to ride over. I need to ride. <laughs> and so we got to harness the word. We've got to harness the technology, harness what you need to use. Uh, my own dad said, I don't want a computer. I don't want no phone. I bought him a computer. I bought him a phone, yeah. you know, and I helped him harness it. And now my dad looked like us. Yeah. <laughs> he got the phone. At all, at all times. Look, we sitting <laughs> up here right now dual dipping, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's a good segue to technology. And you, you told me some things so interesting about a year and a half ago about technology. Um, explain that. Well, people think technology is the device. So I got this iPhone here in front of me. You got the Android. We said we got technology. No, you got a phone. Yeah. You've got internet technology on your phone. You've got communication technology. Technology is not the device. It is the process. For example, um, the way that you prepare for a program like today, your technology is not just a computer in front of you the mixer over there, all the things you do, how you think about it, the way you approach it. Because technology is actually the method by which you can get something done and it's repeatable. It's repeatable method and process. That is actually the technology. Uh, so the technology of the phone is a combination of technologies, many technologies. The way that the way that I go about writing a book, for example. Uh, so technology, if we see it as the methods and the processes we develop that can be reused successfully over and over again, that's technology. The science of. Yes, the methods 
the process, and that doesn't require having computers. Now, for example, I have uh, in my consulting work with churches, I call it the technology trap. They go out and buy themselves. They go buy a video camera. One person bought a camera cost ten thousand dollars, an HD high definition camera, and then they use a, a RCA cable to plug into it because it had RCA composite video out. No HD requires, you know, component video or HDMI digital. My point is, so you can buy yourself a ten thousand dollar camera. But but your technology, if you don't have the technology, of video technology and production technology, you just got you a can't use it. camera, right? You can't use it. So that happens. People buy computers, they buy things. They say I got tech, and worse is the school. And schools go buy a whole room full of computers, and spring them on the teachers. And the teacher doesn't even know how to work. They don't have. Well, they can they can turn them on. Yeah, but but what's the technology? Educational technology, of how we're going to implement these systems. So you. You picked the area, Harold, and uh, and so technology needs to be understood, again, as the method and the process of how we do something that's repeatable and successful. We found a way to do it and repeat doing it, and that will involve sometimes devices and sometimes not, but always involves how you think. I like that. And if we use more technology in our thought process, we'd be some better people. We, we, don't, we don't consider that in our everyday walk. We just don't consider we it. go buy see, something. That's the kind of stuff that medias. <laughs> oh, media <laughs> 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 stuff that medias. <laughs> to be no, but that's the kind of stuff that yeah. you know. And and I have chosen, and I tell people all the time, you know. I've chosen all community all the time. That's that's what I you know. And there is a method, and and, and there is a system to oh, it. Oh, you're proving that. And and so you know, as as you're mentioning, though, how do you do it over? How do you keep regurgitating it and making it better? How do you keep doing it? How do you keep doing it? How do you keep doing it with the tools that are available? And I think that people, if they would understand that, you know, get a system, and, and even with yourself, get you something that works for you. Get you something that makes sense for you, um, and and do it. <laughs> you had to do it. Where's the beauty of it? Uh, is this now my training? My training, my uh, well, I, I training in theology. I have training in media arts. Media arts training was like this: we were taught principles, technology, how to think. So it's like this: I can use your Dell laptop. I can use my Apple laptop because I don't. I'm not, I'm not, I don't depend on a brand. You, you I know what you want brand. done. Exactly. I know what I want done. I can use any number of tools to get it done. So you really can't sell me on on a thing. <laughs> you, yeah. can't, you, you can't sell what's me on... What's it do? No, I, I'm focused on the process and methods and what's the best tool for that job. And that's the best way for people to really recognize how to get the most out of your life, limited resources... Just don't be sold stuff thinking that I got technology now. No, you don't have technology. You, you can't buy technology. You have, you have yeah. to think it. You have to develop it in your thinking, in your plan. And most of all, by letting God lead you into the purpose he has for your life. Because without following God's purpose and plan, we can wait. We, we will waste a lot of time, money, and, res and, the, 
and equipment. And, and I love what you were saying, and you had to post out there earlier about resources and source. Go on and tell them about that. Well, that was a message I preached on Sunday the past two weeks. And the basic idea behind that is this. Uh, we all, Paul, the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4, he said that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He also said that uh, my God shall supply all my need, all right? Well, we all have needs. We all have things. Resources would be money, uh, you know, personnel if you're in business, you know, just things you need to get things done. You can pull up resources and get this thing done. Well, resources, though, are always limited. Whether you have a lot or a little, it's still limited. And back in First King, Second Second uh, Kings, chapter uh, six, the Bible says that uh, the king of Syria was attacking Israel, was trying to attack Israel. And every time Syria, Syria's king, made a battle plan, the prophet Elijah heard it from God and told the king of Israel what was going on. <laughs> so, so every time they tried to attack, they couldn't find them. And the king of Syria said, who among us is, is the spy? He said, no, king. Elisha is telling the king of Israel everything you're doing. Watch this now. My resources. So the king of Syria got all his resources together, his armies and his warriors. He sent a whole army down to Dothan to go capture Elisha. Sent the whole army down there. <laughs> <laughs> All his resources. And when they come down to, to Dothan, they came at night, surrounded the city. And in the morning, Elisha's servant woke up and saw they were surrounded by all the king's resources. And, and so the man panicked. The young man said, Master, what shall we do? Elisha said, don't worry about it. There's more with us than with them. And the servant said, I'm counting one, two. Our resources here are limited. We're surrounded by hundreds, perhaps thousands. And then Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. <laughs> and when the Lord did that, the young man saw that the mountains surrounding the enemy, surrounding them, was full of horses and chariots of fire. Chariots of fire were surrounding the enemy that was surrounding Elisha. God's resource. Here's the point. Your source is always greater than, the resource. than your resources, your enemy's resources. Whatever's against you don't have enough to compete against what God can do for you. That's the thing, the whole thought behind that God is your source. Yeah. See, that's media having an impact on popular culture right there. No, yeah. I'm dead serious. I mean, if we thought yeah, like and that. And I shared that through this media right here, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. This radio Absolutely. station. I shared that message through this medium right here. Right now. And we're going to take this a break. This is content. And when we come back, what I want to do is I want to go there because uh, we want to find that fine line between the tools of technology today 
and theology. Where does that fit in in the, in the landscape? Because we watch some people use it very effectively and some people abuse it and misuse it. And we're going to talk about that. Brian Hudson in studio, Harold H.B. Bell sitting in for Mark Echo on Warp and Wolf Radio. Radio TV on the Cool Groove site, Harold H.B. Bell in studio, Brian Hudson. What a great conversation. And I mean, media, I mean, really, uh, you could talk about this pretty much for days on top of days and never get to. Uh, uh, a raw answer because the truth of the matter is we're so influenced by everything media that that's kind of, we're, we're, we're almost a walking media uh, shake if you want to say that because the things that we're influenced by just much, much like you said you know our mothers both um, my mother was more uh, Marvin Gaye and Jazzy and then I'm still him <laughs> you know love songs and some you know little jazz and stuff I'm still him and so we are the fabric of what we know and uh, I, I left off talking about um, the theologians and 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 media and I can remember oh probably 20 some odd 30 years ago when TV ministry went to a new level, it looked like. And uh, that's when the, the uh, what's your guy, Summerall, Lester Summerall, and a lot of the old school guys made the transition. And now it's like big TV now. Right. Uh, that was one form of how pastors and, and people of, of the cloth, so to speak, use the media. Uh, your take on it, because I watch what you do and watch how you use it effectively to educate and empower and, you know, make people's life a little better. Um, talk about the, the, the corrupt side of this and how uh, I think a lot of people are being led astray by it. It's particularly the prosperity ministry is mm -hmm. what I see a lot of on television. Sure. Well, I cannot speak, of course, firsthand knowledge of, of corruption and such, but I can say on principle. There that, we go. Yeah, on principle, you know, the mass media is mass media, whether it's mass media NFL or mass media preach on TV. And the mass media has a whole different dynamic. And it's based on you know, popularity. It's based on a lot of exposure and revenue. Um, and, and it does help, I guess, it helps some people be encouraged and such. Uh, on the positive side, now as far as prosperity go, it, you know if the prosperity message doesn't make the folk prosperous who hear it, <laughs> I discount it. You know, what I'm saying? yeah. Now I preach prosperity from the standpoint of you take the gifts God's given you, get an education, trust God, be generous, serve and help others. God will bless you. And that's prosperity too. Yeah. Uh, but that phrase is kind of ruined, I think, by the popular thoughts about what people do to get money from people. And that, that to me, has always been uh, unfortunate. I've never been deceived by it. The Bible says this. <laughs> Scripture says in Galatians, says, it says, uh, it says, uh, those, uh, oh, let me get that text in my mind. Um, those who seem to be something added nothing to me. Wow. That's in Galatians. That's powerful. Those who seem to be something. So the point is, the person is, who is, if you need, really need something, someone to pray for you personally, to come stand with you when you're hurting, you can't call the guy on TV. No. That's not his fault. So, but the point is, why do we become enamored with, with resources, I'll say, that really can't help us? And why do we send money away when we could invest in our own community and invest in those churches and pastors whom you know are serving you and serving the community. So I'm not, you know, it's that us versus them thing, but I do have that concern 
Now, again, but my, my response, though, is I'm not going to fuss about them. What am I going to do? Right. I'm going to use media in ways that I can use it, which would be, for me, it's going to be blogs, books. We're doing uh, Internet live streaming and on-demand video uh, websites. So there's ways, there's forms of media that any of us can use to impact people in a, in a, in a very personal way or in a more broad way. Uh, but, to, but, but to your concern, of, I, I, can't, I can't judge the heart of anybody on TV. Right. But all I can say is I'm not interested, <laughs> you know, myself. And, and I'm, I, you know, to me it's like, uh, you know, if I told my wife yesterday we're going somewhere, the most I learned from one brother on TV is how to find a parking space <laughs> <laughs> when I need one. <laughs> That's most I ever learned. So, you know what I'm saying? I got my well, let me space. tell you what I learned just today. <laughs> Everything on my mind, I don't need to say, and I learned that well today, cousin, because I'm telling you, you know, I, I have opinions, and I need to just keep them to yeah, myself. Yeah, so. yeah. But, 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 but again, you know, it's amazing how God is so merciful, mm-hmm. and God isn't near as angry as we are about stuff. He's not. He's not even bothered about stuff. He just wondered what you're going to do. Like I said, when I, back when we had, I fussed about the impact of media in 2000, on youth, God said to me, Brian, what are you going to do about that? Ultimately, it comes down to the same question, Harold. What are we going to do with what God's given us in our generation, in our time? Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things, and you're kind of hitting on it right here. Um, this is no different. This, this new technology is no different, or the new tools today is no different. When the telegraph first came out and people said, man, we can get a message from, from overseas just by clicking this little thing. I mean, they were so impressed, and it's no different than radio first hit the set uh, or television. or K- I can remember when cable TV first came out and you could get HBO 24-17. So, so I think what we have to do, first of all, is embrace it uh, and make it more welcome into our daily lives is what we're going to be doing uh, because it is no different it's new Uh, I think when you get older change becomes a little bit harder to to swallow Um, and so we now are older with this new change and and it's more difficult to to say okay dang I gotta go learn something new I I, you know I think one of the biggest things for me is going back to school late Uh, wish I would have did it the other way around and did it like most people did it but I'm thankful that I did it late because it gave me a new perspective on what you have to do as long as you have this gift of breath and this gift of life to to always be willing to to make change move out of your comfort zone correct and and that that has helped me but i think as a society as as people um we're going to have to give some media messaging to older folks about embracing this technology because i mean you you could be tw- you could be 65 years old and have another 30 good years left i'm watching people now man 92 90 88 driving and still doing good and if you spend the next 20 years without using the tools of technology that are available today to make your life a little less complicated i don't think that's smart either so well i think one of the keys harold again is to think about your purpose what are you doing what do you need to do and then you build the tools around you to help you do that. So an older person maybe would not need to learn video production, media technology, but they would probably need to know how to do online banking. Yeah, online investments, right? How to monitor, you know, their their, their how to manage their money. Um, I got a scripture for you. you know, the scripture in, in Habakkuk, 
chapter 2. This relates to how we can find purpose and then use media to help the purpose go forward. Here's the scripture. In Habakkuk 2, chapter 2, verse 2 says, I will stand my watch and will set myself on a rampart. Rampart was a high part of a castle. We can see. He says, and I will watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am reproved. So the picture is a person standing, waiting to hear from God. All right. Like a person who's at the top of a castle looking out over the landscape, looking for to see what's out there. He says, what I will answer when I'm reproved. Reproof is a form of correction. Mm-hmm. Verse 2. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. That's media. Yeah. That he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie, though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. So he's saying here, the Lord said to Habakkuk, I need you to go up here and listen, listen to me, watch what I'm doing, and I want you to write it down. Write the vision and make it plain on tablets on your iPhone, on your laptop, or a notepad, legal pad, that he may run who reads it. So you can't run if you haven't written down the plan, you haven't considered what God wants, you haven't kept God's purpose in front of you, because people will give you no end of things to do. They'll hand you assignments and give you stuff and jerk you around. But when you know what you're supposed to do, when you've written down the vision you've got on the rampart, you can run with it. Yeah. Run with the vision God gave you. So for me, Harold, I love to say yes to people, but it's easy to say no. Because whatever people ask me to do is going to relate to what's in the vision for me, what's, what I've written down, what God has told me to do. I can't do everything. I, can't, I cannot be everything to everybody. So I have to be what God says to be to the people I'm sent to help. And that's a lot of people too, by the way. Yeah. But so then, uh, it, so this is how we can help people here understand. So it said, the vision is for an appointed time. At the end, the vision will speak. Whatever God put in your heart is going to come to pass. It says, though it tarries, wait for it. It will come. <laughs> wait for it. Boy, look, <laughs> wait a I'm sitting up here like, boy, God sent him in here today just for me. I'm like, thank you, Mark Echo. You know, I need some preaching today from my cousin. Well, but. again, truth is a truth, as you know, Harold, helps everybody mm-hmm. if they receive it, you know. And, and so that's how I've managed to now I'm no means famous and big time and all that, but what little I'm doing, I'm very clear about it. Yeah. I'm very clear about what I'm, I'm doing, and I'm clear about people I'm helping and, and working with. And so my message is you become clear on what God wants you to do. And part of it is you go up in a rampart and get with God and get that vision. And when it comes, make it plain. And one little tip I'll give people, too, about this thing is when you say you want to hear from God, it's like hearing from, hearing from other people you trust. For example, let's say if I wanted advice from you, Harold, and I came to you. And sat in front of you, and you saw me with no note-taking tools. You know I'm not serious. Yeah. Don't you know I'm not serious? I know exactly. I didn't come with any means to record what you're about to tell me. All right. So I sense that God, God is similar. Where if God sees 
And God, you know, he's pretty smart, right? You know, <laughs> you see a little bit. God, and you don't have any means to record. And worse, you're giving God like five minutes, you know, between this thing and that thing. You're giving God like, you know, an hour to tell you what your life purpose is. So my point is, on the rampart, it's like a retreat. It's like going away. It's like getting in a position where you can sort these things out with God. And then when God starts talking, you write it down. Write the vision and make it plain. And that, that on tablets. Now, back then they had, they used to use clay tablets. And they were small, they would actually etch. That was the media form they had back then. Oh, yeah. Uh, and now we've got any number of means. I can dictate, I can talk to the phone and dictate messages into Evernote. It's the same thing as what he told Habakkuk in his day. Our day is just different. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but to the point, and you know, to all of our listeners, um, this is part of how we can use media is to record and write down and what God is leading us to do and our understanding of what, what, we, uh, what we're doing in the moment and let that become our path forward. You know, as we get ready to close this segment here, uh, affirmation is so, so beautiful because I have uh, had, oh, probably in the last three months experiences where, as you mentioned, just trying to help and set up little standing meetings for young folks to come in to get some information on how to start a business plan. Mm -hmm. As you write it down, you know, I had one brother come in and two times that he came in, he came and he sat and talked and sat and talked and sat and talked. And so I told him next time you come, bro, I said, if you don't have any information, and you know, jot some of these notes down and I can't waste my time because you're just talking to me. That's you're right. not serious about doing it. And uh, he, he took it and got a little bit offended. And I and I almost asked him what you asked me. If you come in here and talk to me and you're not taking any of this stuff to I'm, all this information I'm spilling out and you're not writing one word down how can you remember it I already know that you only remember about 5-6% of what you hear you know <laughs> in subject matter so why am I wasting the time to sit here just to continue talking and you're not taking this information that could be fruitful That's right. that you asked me for and so that, that planning thing is real man talk is cheap and we have to get better and I, you know, I'm going to start taking my iPhone I thought it was wrong when I went to God to take my iPhone or my Android but I'm going to start taking take notes it. absolutely <laughs> Lord I got my phone with me <laughs> so I can take these notes maybe that's what I've been missing we now. know We're God gonna... made our minds he knows we can't Retain, but so many what yeah. percent or something. So he knows. He said, "Write it down." Yeah, write this down. That's powerful write news right there. We're gonna come right back. Brian Hudson, Harold H. B. Bell, in for Mark Echo, Cominius Institute, Warp and Wolf Radio on the Cool Groove side. Radio Next TV. Brian Hudson, Harold H. B. Bell on Warp and Wolf Radio. As we mentioned before, Doctor Mark Echo is out enjoying some R and R and getting ready to turn the big six zero. So I want to give a big shout-out to him on Happy Birthday. And, and Ma Echo, I know you're out there in Denver listening in today. I uh, just want to wish you a very, very good Wednesday afternoon. And uh, we're in here, and we're talking about the impact of media on youth and on uh, pop culture today. Just, uh, you know, everyday lives of people. Uh, very interesting subject matter. And, man, first of all, you are my cousin, but you are one intelligent, deep-thinking, critical-thinking uh, brother, and I'm I'm honored to be your cousin, no doubt about that. But just to know you as a man is a good thing. Well, thank God for uh, you, Harold. But we are uh, we're talking about uh, new media is where we're getting ready to go in this conversation. And that word 
<laughs> I know you can't, you know, you want to chop that up and put it on a salad. But talk about what new media and that buzzword and what people are, are meaning when they start mentioning new media. And then we're going to kind of laugh about it because there ain't nothing new in this. Ain't nothing new under the sun, right. as Ecclesiastic says. Go ahead. Well, you know, we began with the discussion about media as being like this term is a big bucket, all this stuff in it. Uh, social media, product, you know, broadcast media, entertainment media, uh, curriculum as media. Well, new media is a term that that's come into use about ten or more years ago, uh, and it's understood this way. Now, all right, if it's new, what's the old? Well, old media would be such as print, analog television with digital TV now. Uh, in general, it's media that you cannot change. Say, for example, you print a book. You put it out there. Well, if you find a mistake in the book, you can't change it without reprinting the book. Uh, when we used to watch, and still watch television, even though it's now digital, when you watch a, uh, a program broadcast to you live, you can't change it. It's coming to you live. Uh, radio, you know, the old form radio, terrestrial uh, celestial radio, what do we call it? Old terrestrial. terrestrial radio. Uh, again, old media would be media that, that comes in a form you cannot immediately change. Now, it has its place still. I still read books. I read the newspaper. Um, I watch TV sometimes. Now, new media, the difference is new media, first, it involves old. It's old and new. It's a convergence. Now, new media would be more specifically the Internet would be a major uh, use of that. The word processor, like Microsoft Word. You can go in, you can, you can create a document, and you can, you can then go in and revise the document. Now, back when we had typewriters, <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> oh, you put a piece of paper in that thing, you start typing, and you mess up and you make a through. mistake. Now, listen, a minor mistake, you do some whiteout. Yeah. But if the whole sentence was wrong, a whole new page goes in, right? That's old media. New media is, in Word, we just simply backspace and correct that. Now, so the idea is that new media allows us the flexibility to be able to take various forms of media, whether it's text, images, video, and combine that into a, into a product. Repurpose it. So, for example, the content on my website can become an ebook, or I can do a print book from it. So that new media then empowers the ability to incorporate different types of content, repurpose it, edit it, change it, even customize it. It's possible, for example, with digital printing, for example. I use a, we use a CreateSpace from one of our uh, on-demand printing firms. You could print a 1,000 books and put each person's name in the book individually. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Each book has a person's own name in it because that's the power of new media. Mm -hmm. Now, with, it, with power come responsibility. And with power come the opportunity to do a lot of silly things. And so that new media also empowers blogs today where people make up news, you know, fake news, fake news, or whatever, or people just, uh, for example, oh, this is, this is, I heard a discussion two weeks ago about somebody said the earth was flat. 
that came up in new media. Okay, in new media, flat Earth. And I thought y'all kidding, right? No, Kyrie Irving believes in that. Oh yeah, I thought, but Christians do too. Some so my point is, now old media, you could make the Earth flat easily, you know. But now people can write something up, put it in the blog, publish it, and it goes out. Now you can also delete the blog. You can change the blog. Here's the point, Harold. New media is powerful in that now everybody has an opportunity to produce and publish a book, a podcast, uh, do Facebook Live, Facebook Live, and and that's the beauty of it. But yet, if we don't approach it with education, with proper values, purpose, inspired of God, then new media becomes what we see around us a lot of. A lot of bad things. You Garbage. Know, the, alt, the alt-right and all this stuff going on. I said I was going to try to watch what I say. Yeah. So all this stuff is empowered by new media. Because now, you know, back when I did old media, I had college training. I had special equipment. Not many people could produce a book. You just couldn't do it. Yeah. I had a few. I was one of the few who could produce a book. Now everybody can make a book. Yeah. So... Yeah, so new media then has both empowered all of us, but also it has made it important for us to be more discerning in what we're consuming and then really to get the proper training and support to be fruitful with that purpose. And and that goes back to early on in the show we were talking about, um, you, you know your responsibility with your gift. You know what are you what are you doing with what you have, and and how are you influencing or educating versus uh, putting some things out there that are going to make people, uh, uh, like you say, go the wrong way or or uh, infuse some destruction for young people. We don't want to do that. Uh, speaking of uh, media, new media, these real life games. Now we had old football. Do you remember those? <laughs> football games that we had where you had the uh, little sponge football and the guys ran and it vibrated and these kids now are watching almost real life basketball yes. real life football and it's showing here that the uh, boys are dominating in video games as their choice of media yes which we already know there's not a lot that's going to be learned on that platform a uh, couple of questions is there an opportunity to actually teach through those mediums where these young people don't even know that they're learning, uh, <laughs> giving instruction through those games? And then secondly, what happens to the dynamic of boy-girl if the boys are sitting up playing on video games and uh, we're watching the extraordinary amount of young women going to college these days? What's going to happen on that because of this, this, this clash in Yeah, mediums? that's a good question. It's a great concern to all of us. Uh, first of all, Gaming by itself isn't bad. Matter of fact, education uh, has a thing called game theory, where where the game theory there's there's use in learning how people interact, you know, outcomes and predicted outcomes of things. Uh, but the games people play, you know, the silly games, are just entertainment, and it really is a way to waste kind of waste the time. On the positive side, modern pilot training. You know, these high-tech planes, they learn. I mean, the video gamers make great pilots because the hand-eye, the sensitivity to inputs and all this. So nothing is always all bad, you know what I'm saying, Harold? In fact, I read something to you before we went on air 
uh, quote here from from um, Psychology Today talking about uh, media on the mind. <laughs> and a quote here said, it said that um, from, uh, here we go, uh, forgive me for searching here, but it's worth it when I find it. Here we go. Says that um, media is nothing more than cotton candy for the mind. A little is fine, but you don't want to overdo it too often. Yeah. So that gaming would be like that. Cotton candy for the mind. But too much of that is not good. And But some of it is good. Entertaining, it's fun, and you learn hand-eye coordination, which in some applications uh, is helpful. But to the larger question of how does this impact our youth and how can we turn that ship around, it's, again, but not complaining about it, but harnessing it. Mm -hmm. Harnessing it in a way where then we can train youth to take those same skills and apply them in, in medical imaging, which is a huge area. There's even, you know, weather forecasting now is involved. Oh, that's all. All this, yeah. There are so many ways to transfer the aptitudes for playing a game into something productive in real world. And that's kind of that wholeness that we're talking about because we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get some older folks to to learn this to be the instructors um, and the manipulators of this change if we want it to happen. Yes, um, you know, so so that's where we're gonna have to include everybody's gonna have to get on 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 this boat if we want positive change out of the media today uh, because without the proper instruction, this can be a beast. Uh, literally, it can. Oh, be it a already beast. is. Yeah. And so, so that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm looking at. Um, and, and, and to that second question, uh, uh, media and how it has played a part in in the, I guess the 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 male female oh that question relationship yes. uh, the dynamic the chasm that I see right now I see 22 year old women man and the 22 year old guys they're they're so far apart in their in their intellect and their psyche and what they're thinking man I'm like man I, how do we get this right. With some media help. Well, and part of the prayer, problem, yeah. Well, <laughs> prayer is always key, and, but you know, faith without works is dead, right? Yeah. Too. But so then, we as men need to engage young men and say things like, "Okay, guy, that's enough. That's enough time on the console. Mm -hmm. You know, turn that thing off." Yeah. And it's harder for a, a woman to do that with a guy. I, women can do it now, no doubt. But we need guys to step into young guys' lives. Not to berate them and shut them down, but to show them something greater. Uh, the fact is, young folks still need guidance. And whereas the young girls, the girls tend to be more open to that. Uh, guys want the experiences more and all this. So, Harold, we need to step in more. Uh, men stepping in and helping young men, coaching them and showing them, okay, you know, that's fun. Let's talk about life now. Yeah, real stuff. Let's get into, you know, how you're going to succeed the rest of your life. In fact, in my camp every year, one thing I do, I have uh, 12 to 17-year-olds. I say, add five years to your life. How old are you? 12. Add five. What is that, you know? <laughs> how are you? 15. Add five to that. 20. Mm -hmm. All right, 20 years old. We're going to be at 20 years old. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You better think about you that. Better, it's coming now. Fast. Yeah. You better. You you got to. So that's what we do as guys, right? We 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 bring a dose of reality. And say, that little game you're playing over there is nice, is fun, 
but let's go do something productive now. Right. And, and then also to we teach these these Bible principles. Like I said earlier, our first scripture for the whole day was in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows out of it. Well, all, them video, all, all, them, all that gaming in your heart... <laughs> It's going to turn and manifest itself in a game in well, life. it won't help you for sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so, yeah, these are ways we do it. It's redirecting, you know, redirecting because I like the energy. I like the engagement. I like the intensity I see in guys and uh, young guys. Well, let's just redirect that. Don't shut it down. Don't, 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 don't quash that kind of a spirit. Let's redirect that and give them things to do that, that, that are as interesting for example, take them over to an Air Force base and put them in a flight simulator. Right. Right. You know, that's, a, that's like a video that's game. That's a video game. But it's actually an F-16 or whatever newest jet is. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- so give them experiences that are comparable but significant. There you go. And more fruitful. There you go. And, that, and I believe that's going to be the new educational model as we move forward because we have to get these young people engaged. And if media is the major influence on, on development, then we're going to have to find out ways to keep them excited and, like you say, energized about learning. Uh, I know Dr. Jane Yip, and I, I tell this story all the time. She's a neuroscientist, and she does brain mapping. And she was talking particularly young African-American boys between the ages of, like, seven and nine uh, in the school system that they are in right now are not being excited about learning it says that the frontal lobe on these when they've done research is just dull and right now at 79 years old they should be creating and happy and active and that they should be colorful and she was talking about how dull it was but then i got to thinking about what you just said and thought about how many um of us especially in the african-american community with the great divide and divorce rates or whatever are really concentrating on even if that son doesn't have a father go pick these young men up and lead them and teach them how to be men that's the only way it's going to really happen uh, effectively is to to be taught by what you're going to be um that's right. and, and, and it's no easy way out of that people no, you, know, you know you the rallies and the marches are cool but man you got to go spend some time educating and learning these young boys up and uh, that's what it's going to take uh, we're getting ready to close down here in about the next five minutes, cousin. And I'm telling you, this has been uh, fruitful. This has been fruitful because a lot of the times we talk around this and it's the thing that's most relevant in our life every day. I mean, like yes. you say, it's the number one influencer on what we think, how we, what we buy, where we go, what kind of clothes we wear, the food that we like. I mean, this thing is, this media thing is, is, is wild. It is. And it's everywhere. Yes, pervasive. I mean, that word pervasive means everywhere, all the t- everywhere, all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, everywhere in America. I, I must say, when I was in when I was in, in, in Kenya in November, in the village in Busia, nobody was online back then. They had phones. Yeah, <laughs> they had phones in the huts, but there were no you know no internet connection. There was no radio <laughs> next. <laughs> so, I think some issues are first world problems. You know, mm-hmm. in America and Europe, such like that. But it's still where we live, and we have to handle where we are. Uh, how we are, but I'm, I'm optimistic. I am because I'm convinced that God gave us these tools. He gave us books. He gave us internet. He gave us new media. He gave us Radio Next, that TV. He gave us all this. And so our responsibility is to use it for his glory. Uh, I learned that back when television broadcasts began back in the, the early, uh, late 40s and early 50s and such, uh, FCC was, was actually giving away 
television station licenses. And the church has said, that's a one-eyed devil. Yeah. Don't touch it. So we gave it away. We, 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 we ceded that over to the entertainment industry. Uh, well, no, let's harness things. Let's, let's just harness technology. Let's not be afraid. I tell, <laughs> I tell pastors, don't be the last church still trying to do cassette tapes. You yeah. Know? Don't be the last. Don't be the last person on DVDs. You know, uh, we, we, it's digital now. Yeah, you know, it's digital now. We, we're not burning CDs anymore. Well, we still burn them. People demand CDs. We had a we had a, almost a ceremony. I said years ago. I said, look, I, I got announced a death in the family. <laughs> I said cassette tapes have died. Say so cassette cassette tapes are dead. If you used to have a cassette player, you're over, and you much. can't sell duplicators anymore. But point being, new media does has made this more accessible. Now I've got seniors now, see who are who who've got on their phone my message from Sunday. Yeah, they can put their headphone in or listen to the phone, the speakerphone, and now they're getting the word even faster. So we preach on Sunday, they got the message Sunday night. Yeah, and then my friends in churches in Africa, pastors, they've got it on Sunday night. The same message that we heard Sunday morning is around the world. Yeah. You know, in a matter of you know a couple of hours, and that's what God is doing. You know, I was well. I told you this is a great show today. I when I first started Radio Next TV, and knew I wanted this platform to be all community all the time, just like you. I gave licenses to people to have their own production, their own show, and the mindset, the mindset, wherever it is you're coming from, you know, your mindset is kind of made that way. And I actually had people thought that they were doing me a favor. <laughs> by coming to talk about their agenda on this platform. Oh no. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and so you know it just it just made me laugh when you said that the churches, you know, were giving licenses to add a TV show. Well FCC was giving away. Yeah, yeah, when the they were giving the FCC was giving them. But, but yeah. But to your point, Harold, I had a great friend of mine uh who passed years ago, Pastor Jerry Landry, had a big facility over there on, on Graham Street, Graham Avenue, and I was going to a hard place. Uh, I just begun pastoring, had a photography studio, had a closed down my studio. I went to Jerry and said, man, can I use one of your rooms in here for my studio? I said, sure, Brian. I got to tell you something. He says, now, you see all this here? This is a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give you the oar. Yeah. <laughs> you got to row in the same direction as me. Yeah. You can come over here. But you can't. You can't be going against the way we You got going. to be rowing with, with us. Yeah? Absolutely. So I think organizations, ambition is the enemy of deep purpose, you know. Mm -hmm. And that people who lack the resources to do what you're doing can come in and take advantage of what you're doing and not support what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That goes against God's purpose. Right. It, it didn't make, even make common sense. Yeah. So you got to tell people. See you. Right up front, you know, yeah. that if you come over here, here's how we operate. Yeah, well, you know, you learn those things. A <laughs> 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 lot, so, lot less traffic, but you know, a whole lot more peace. I've got to do production work sometimes. And have people sign a, a non-complete a non-complete form. Yeah, you can't go contacting my clients. Right. After we're done here, so now we're, we're off topic somewhere. But hey, it's all, oh, it's it's all media. It's all media, right? <laughs> no, that I mean, shit, that form is media. I mean, we're here. We honor. I told Mark Echo, man, I'm 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 gonna do you proud. This is Mark Absolutely. Echo's show. It's not Absolutely. my show. This is Absolutely. Mark's show. It's your show, man. So we, I mean, when we learn to respect one another like that, and and work with each other, help each other, God to help us more. Why do folk think, Harold, they can take this from somebody, take that, and that, that's going to help them in life? Man, it's, uh, it, doesn't incur, it doesn't incur the favor of God. 
No. God will take care of you to the extent you take care of other people. Absolutely. And if you honor others, God will honor you. Because he's serious about some charity. He is. He is. He's serious about that. Well, God has this problem. He thinks he's God. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks he's God, okay? So, you know, we have to recognize that what he's doing is foundational. And let's build. He said everyone builds on the foundation. Take heed how you build. And if we could close it up in one, one, one sentence summary of the impact on uh, uh, the media has on our youth and our public, uh, popular culture, what would it be as we grade it? I would say God gave us this media. Let's use it to his glory and, and for on, the benefit of people. And on that, you've done well, my brother. Thank you so much for coming in today. Don't forget Dr. Mark Echo will return next Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Warp and Wolf Radio, Comenius Institute. Great, great show. Thank you again, Brian Hudson. And uh, stay tuned. Ten Point Coalition is coming in here between 12 and 2. There's been a lot of clamoring going on about Ten Point. So if you have a problem, they're right here at RadioNext.tv. Hit them up on Facebook. Check out the show. Offer your opinion. They tough enough to handle it. We'll talk to you next time on Warp and Wolf Radio.